0: It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reina. All right.
1: And I actually thought he was going to say, get ready to boogie on down, because it's <laughs> Julie's last show today. Oh, my goodness. So
2: I'm dancing, especially... Um Hard today because I'm going to be um, not hearing that intro with my name on it anymore. Yeah, we're gonna change that. That's all right.
1: I'm good with it. So it's gonna be an exciting show today. I'm very thrilled and I'm glad everybody out there is joining us today. Hopefully, you're joining us via Facebook Live. Uh, Soon, at some point, we're gonna get us on, uh, I believe, YouTube. Until we say something they don't like, and then they'll kick us off. <laughs>
2: there's uh, other places to go, though. So, oh, there is. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Rumble, Rumbler. I don't, I don't know. Tumble, I don't know. Tumbler. Maybe I'm getting that all wrong. Oh, well. There's a lot of them. Yes. So we'll work all that out, because you know, Sean is stepping up and uh, going to be running more up. things and yeah. giving him more to do. See how much I he like can it. handle. Look at He's all <laughs> blushing now, but he doesn't want to put himself on the camera. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is your last show today. This is
2: my last show, and I guess I get, need to be a little bit wild and crazy. And we have a fabulous guest today, so I know I'm going to have a really good time.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, It is going to be fun. And Father Ken, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and let me say hallelujah, happy Easter. We're still in the Easter season.
2: Get, make sure yes, everybody absolutely. knows that.
1: Absolutely. And, uh,
2: nice and uh, Tell us about today's show, Julie. What do we got going on? Well, we're really excited because we have a good friend of ours, Father Ken Geraci, coming calling in. He's not going to be here yet because he's coming in. Later this week to be yes. the keynote speaker at your Fishers of Men benefit dinner. That's correct. This Thursday, you got all the lingo. and um, we're really excited to talk to him because he's going to share a little bit about what's going on in his world of the Fathers of Mercy, and also tell us a little bit about what he's going to talk about, and just kind of give us an update on all things Fathers of Mercy. And
1: you got dressed up for today's he's show. Fantastic. Go?
2: Oh, am I looking pretty? Well, it's my last yes. show.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry Thanks, to Annie. interrupt you, but anyway, yes, <laughs> Father Ken Jeracy of the Fathers of Mercy he's will be our fun guest to talk today. To. He is. He's got that million-dollar smile. I knew you were going to uh, say it. and I, I, If you didn't
2: say it, I would. He's just fantastic. He does, and like Every his time voice time we is see very, him speak very radio live and in person.
1: Yeah, he's, he's wonderful. Excellent. A great guy. Um, if you have yet to get your tickets, today's the last day. <gasps> To get dun, your dun, seats, dun. Uh, I keep saying tickets. No, there's no tickets <laughs> mailed. Your 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 uh, your name will will hold your spot once you register. Go to our website grnonline.com. Scroll to the very bottom left. I think we have eight seats left.
2: Ooh, so one you one got to eight.
1: reply back right away, folks, because uh, after that, <coughs> sorry, we're gonna say sorry, ma'am. You sorry, know what's sir. It's really it nice
2: out. is getting back into the groove of gathering with your Catholic friends, talking about the things you love, which is Catholic Radio and the Guadalupe Radio Network. It's going to be an awesome event, an awesome evening, and I'm encouraging you, if you think you might be one of those eight people, call in, because it's going to go quickly.
1: It sure will. It sure will. So let's get to praying, and we'll banter a little bit afterwards. Uh, Folks, please join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires. O St. Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession, and obtain for me all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ our Lord, so that, having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O Saint Joseph, I never weary contemplating thee, and Jesus asleep in thine arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me, and ask him to return the kiss, when I draw my dying breath. Amen. Amen. St. Joseph, patron of departing souls, pray for us. Saint Anthony the Padua.
2: Pray for us.
1: Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, I do want to finish off mentioning a few more things about the Fisher's of Men Benefit Dinner this coming Thursday for Guadalupe Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna be held at the Banquet Hall at Holy Trinity Catholic Church.
2: Fantastic. Father
1: Will Combs of the Father Brothers Will of the Beloved Combs. Disciple. Uh, it will be our, our our we will be recognizing him as our 2021 Fisher's of Ben, uh, I say award recipient. You know, but uh, I'm very thrilled for that. It's very touching. He's, he's an awesome priest. Really, he is really a is. fantastic
2: priest. And and I'm trying to think of the last time I saw him because when he's in studio, we just want him for ourselves, and we just know, like right? we have oh, precious yeah. time to talk <laughs> with him. And I haven't seen him in a while, so I'm very excited about actually seeing him at the event. He's just a very gracious and holy priest and we're very happy to honor him on Thursday and so happy that he's willing to accept. He's yeah. very humble, so I'm imagining he's going to downplay it as much as possible But we want to give glory to God through this holy priest, so we're happy to honor him.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Um, And uh, this past, actually Thursday, there was an an event uh, for a woman's haven. Yeah,
2: no kidding. It was an awesome event. It was an Uh, awesome event. uh, It it was actually Thursday and Friday. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't go both days because we're, you know, old people, I guess. (laughs) We can't go two times to party. But it was a wonderful event, and what's fascinating about it is... To see people of all faiths coming together um, for the purpose of ending abortion. And it really is about helping women um, find out that it's not the answer. It's not the choice. And a Women's Haven here in San Antonio has really worked hard. And we absolutely loved it. We always know we will love it because not only is it a fantastic gathering and a really well-run event, but it's for a beautiful cause and they do glorious work and we were just so happy and honored to be there. Mm -hmm. And there was like 600 people there on Thursday, 700. So Mm -hmm. So the next day, I think there was supposed to be 700 also. So we're very grateful for the hard work that they do. And we encourage you, if you have never heard of a woman's Haven, you need to look them up, see if maybe you want to support them financially. or go for a tour. uh, Yes, go for a tour or be a volunteer. Or um, Susan was even saying the week before this, that they are looking for new staff members. That's right.
1: Because so they got a new location. There's them up a new. They're
2: a genuinely good, good group of people working in the vineyard.
1: Yes, yeah, they have. There's a new, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood facility uh, right next to SAC that is now doing abortions. I know, that's so evil. And Eddie got the place uh, two businesses away location uh, and leased it, and will be up and running hopefully real re- soon. So they need to staff it. With, you know what uh-huh. I liked
2: about what he said on Thursday night was that he said that they leased, le- leased the building Oh, that's right. to be there for three years because their plan is to shut that Planned Parenthood down in three yeah, years, so which be, I'm sure they would yeah. love to shut it down the very first day they're there. But he's being he's being um, strategic, Yep. and I love it.
1: Well, I like it because it's closer for me, so to go over here and lunch and pray out there and, Absolutely. and do what we can to help stop very it. Very important. Um, now, of course, folks, you do know that early voting is on right now, and of course, being wh- who we are, we're not allowed to to uh, uh, endorse anybody on the on the air or any of the propositions, but I think I can read to you what the actual proposition is uh, proposition or there 's two a and a b um, the proposition B reads like this: uh, proposition b: repeal of the adoption of the state law applicable applicable to the city of San Antonio police officers that establishes collective bargaining. If a majority of the affected employees favor representation by an employees association preserves the prohibition against strikes and lockouts and provides penalties for strikes and lockouts. Uh, So my understanding is Prop B is calling for, I think I'm saying it right, defunding of the local police. Um, So I have a feeling I know what side most of our listeners are on, um, but I'm going to encourage you to please... um, uh, get out there and vote because I, I think I'm saying this right uh, forget the catechism in the rough hand but Catholics uh, listening out there you have a moral obligation to vote but Absolutely. vote with a formed and informed conscience Beautiful.
2: and you know what's great about you reading that right now is that if I were standing there oh, at the true. voting booth and I were reading that it's kind of confusing it is it is and I, I need to make the this, this caveat it's pretty difficult to discern whether which, what are you voting for it's right, right, right. very but, difficult but I mean toss
1: in there because I think Austin has a proposition B as well, but mm-hmm. it's the f- opposite yeah. of the one in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I say that because folks in Marble Falls, if, if you get the opportunity, if, or, or there's no Prop B out there, so... Uh, you, you
2: have to be very careful about the wording and, and right. read it very well. And, and what we're doing is encouraging you to really know what the pro- proposition is before you go in there so you can vote according to your Catholic faith. Amen. God Amen. bless you. Woohoo. Um,
1: we pray that
2: you will vote because it's so important in these times for Catholics to be faithful to their Catholic faith and to be part of the world. I mean, we're not called to be of the world, but we're definitely called to be in the world and we are. And the way we can do that best is by living our Catholic faith at the voting polls. Amen. Awesome.
1: So get get informed. Be a well-formed Catholic Absolutely. And, and vote your vote your conscience. Uh, but form your it. Your well-formed conscience. Well-formed. Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> um, uh, Sean, uh, you you know, can you share with the listeners uh, the title of the a short shortened title of the talk that or that keynote presentation that Father Ken Jeracy is going to be uh, presenting
3: to us on Thursday actually i can uh, it's real real uh real simple but a big message it's the divine mercy explained and uh, i am looking That's the talk to that we're going to
1: offer to our attendees to download what's the one he's going to give the title of the talk he's going to give
3: it is <laughs> It them. is <laughs> Problem or Solution. Okay. We are. Ah, we're either the problem or we're the solution. Wow. Got it. Okay, wow, really?
2: Is that the title of the talk? Yeah. That's well, fantastic. Well, of course.
3: With, it took me a second to look that up, but
1: wow.
2: thanks for I know,
1: it, yeah, it, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, good, good, good. Of course, it, he's going to interweave Kathy. The title, the longer title is is... is uh, do I say it? Yeah, okay. But how Catholic Radio? Why is so needed now?
2: Absolutely, and
1: and for the, the the near and far future. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to because I mean, he delivers a great. Father
2: Ken great, drives a message home like nobody's business. I mean, that's what the Fathers of Mercy are known for. They're just outstanding preachers. They, they are
4: an itinerant and order
2: of preachers. Father Ken is very very good at it. So if you want to be inspired, <laughs> which is the reason why you listen to Catholic Radio in the first place. Please come join us Thursday. Uh, what time is the event begin? Uh, so the
1: doors open at six thirty. Thirty, probably a little a few minutes before you know, people mm-hmm. start gathering at six. Mm-hmm. Um, but the program itself begins at seven. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a VIP reception for uh, those that have sponsored tables. <laughs> 615 um, ish. So, uh, yeah, we're looking very cool. forward to it. And
2: that's the reason why we're having Father Ken on today because we want to encourage you, those of you who may or may not know him or have heard of before, this is like a little teaser because what we really want you to do is come to Thursday night's event.
1: That's right. And it's because he wasn't available last week. Last week would have been optimal. So, you know, we're yeah. uh, still way that's ahead okay. of That's okay. There's still time. Yeah, we're gonna, it's going to be very exciting. So, uh, with that, I think we'll take a break right Absolutely. now and get him back, get him on. It. So, don't go anywhere. We will be right
0: back. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network.
3: Our 2021 Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner is scheduled for Thursday, April 29th at the Banquet Hall at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Our keynote speaker this year is the wonderful Father Ken Geraci of the Fathers of Mercy. This year's award recipient is Father Will Combs of the Brothers of the Beloved Disciple. Toss in 240 of all of you, and this will be a recipe for an exciting event. To register or for more information, visit grnonline.com. Thank you, and God bless you.
4: You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
3: When you donate a car to the Guadalupe Radio Network, you're not only supporting your local Catholic radio station, you're also getting a great tax deduction. So if you have a vehicle that you don't want anymore, consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Guadalupe Radio Network by calling 1-866-628-CARS or go to grnonline.com and click on Donate. From the folks at the GRN, thank you, and may God abundantly bless you.
4: Does Jesus condemn praying the rosary in Matthew 6-7 when he says, as the King James renders it, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do? Protestants think so. What's the Catholic response? First, Jesus is not condemning repetitious prayer per se. If he were, well then he would be condemning himself, since according to Mark 14-39, he prayed multiple times, Father, remove this cup, not what I will, but what you will. But that's absurd. So what was Jesus condemning? He was condemning Gentile prayers, which were mindless repetitious prayers, as the Greek text suggests. The Gentiles recited prayers only to appease their gods. They were, as the RSV translates it, empty phrases, having nothing to do with expressing one's love for the gods. That's what Jesus is condemning, not the repetitious prayer of the rosary. I'm Carlo Broussard with the Ready Reason for Catholic Answers catholic.com
0: now back to rise and walk with richard and julie all right, folks, and we are back with more Rise and Walk here at the
1: Guadalupe Radio Network. I just really quickly, want to say hi to Marisol and to Adamola. Hi,
2: Marisol and Adamola. God yeah, bless y'all. Great to Thanks see for you on us here. Please, on Facebook.
1: Yes, please share this video if you're watching <laughs> us right now. That way, all your friends know about Rise and Walk. Imagine Absolutely, that. that's awesome. Um, so, folks, you do know that our our Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner is this coming Thursday uh, evening at the beautiful da, banquet da, da. hall at Holy Trinity Catholic Church, <laughs> and uh, this being uh, Julie's last day, we will have. Of her uh, asking lots of questions to the Father Ken. Really? Yeah, wow. I'm sure, of course. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, but we'd like to bring you Father Ken see Father Ken, by chance, are you on the line right now?
5: I am on the line. Whoa. Hi, how are you both? Good to hear Thank you man. again. It's been a while.
1: Wow, we're thrilled to have you with us right now and uh, expecting a, a wonderful crowd. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, uh, the best one ever. With you there, you know we've had your your brother priest, uh, Father Wade Meneses. He was on he was our keynote seven years ago, and I just thought we could just get bigger and better, and we brought you, so we we're, we're getting excited about that.
5: Well, wonderful. I'm excited to be there. It's been a long time in the preparation. I know we had uh, I think we were supposed to do this last year and COVID got us and uh, that's right. But we're we're totally abandoned to divine providence. So <laughs> I'm I'm confident in what God is gonna do this year.
1: Amen. Amen. And now how have you been doing? How how has the, the Fathers of Mercy and Father Ken Teresi been uh, uh handling uh, all the COVID? I'm sure lots of your talks were canceled.
5: Uh, you know, there was. We only really lost twenty percent of what was uh, supposed to have been done. But what wasn't canceled, we were obviously left with the restrictions. So, so that was one of the big issues: was the number of people who were able to attend. But overall, we're just taking a little bit at a time.
2: Fantastic, Father. Well, I'm. I'm thinking about the last time we saw you. We saw you at the Fullness of Truth Conference, and I think you were you were wearing a pretty manly beard, right? I think <laughs> I think you and Father Callaway were really getting rustic and during COVID and sort of like, you know, showing all the the wisdom in your beards and I'm thinking, "Wow, it's been a long time since we've seen you and I'm so happy you're coming yeah. back to San Antonio." Tell me a little bit about what what the cuz I think a few people may not have heard of you. I don't know who that would be. Yeah. But a few people <laughs> have not heard of the Fathers of Mercy and I wondered if you could share with us maybe the the mission of your order mm-hmm. and, and tell us a little bit about maybe even your journey towards that that order
5: yeah absolutely so the Father's of Mercy were founded in 1808 in France by a French diocesan priest Father Jean-Baptiste Rosan. and Father Razan was asked to come out of his parish ministry later in age to establish a religious community to restore the faith of France after the French Revolution and so as everyone is aware the French Revolution absolutely decimated the faith and, and all of the everything that went with that, and so Father Rosan established a band of missionaries uh, to travel throughout France to conduct missions and retreats, to to catechize to re uh, reintroduce Christ to a, a people who have lost the faith. Wow! And so so, you know, two hundred years ago, that was what we were established for. And, and what blows my mind is is that we're we're sitting in nearly identical circumstances that preceded the French Revolution and the the context of what we're dealing with is that everyone knows anyone who's watched the news followed whether it's church news political news social news knows that the there's no answer of our world situation. There's no political movement. There's no social organization that's going to resolve it. It will only be Jesus Christ and his mercy that can provide an answer to these situations. So the Fathers of Mercy today uh, travel the U.S. Probably each of our missionaries travel six to seven months of the year. We go to a different parish a week at a time or a different event uh, for a uh, either a parish mission, which is about a, a seven days, five days in length, uh, or a weekend retreats, or different ad hoc things that uh, we'll pick up along the way, such as the Fisher of Men dinner, so everyone should come to that to get a flavor.
2: Excellent. Well, you know, I'm I'm shocked by your your recognition of that um, obvious uh, connection because I was just listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how they believe that uh, there are many people who don't really appreciate the. Uh, what the French Revolution did and and yep. a lot of people celebrate it because they 're just not aware of what actually happened during the french Revolution and and when you said that, I thought to myself, my goodness that 's exactly the kind of situation we 're in right now, and I think it 's very providential of God that you all are around that the Fathers of mercy are around to once again pick up the uh, mantle of your founder and uh, and and educate Catholics and renew that spirit. Because that's definitely what we need. Wow, I'm I'm taken aback by your explanation, there, Father. Yeah, it's
5: awesome. <laughs> I love that. Well, uh, well and, you know, the it's I don't know who said it, but the, they say those who are ignorant of history are uh, bound to repeat it. That's yeah. right. And uh, we as a world are well on that track. But again, you know, this is when you look at the whatever the world situation is, right? Just pick any of the major issues, mm-hmm. and people are saying we need this change and this change, but. But specifically, there's this deafening silence, specifically from the church, from the leadership in the church, that is standing up and saying, Jesus Christ is the answer. And this is, again, one of the reasons why I love Guadalupe Radio Network and the gift to be able to come speak on your behalf is that Jesus Christ is the answer. And those who proclaim it will be part of the solution, not the problem.
2: Absolutely. I mm,
1: Love that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got a great book uh, that you just uh, put out, uh, Why Be Catholic? Renewal of the Covenant. Uh, tell us where we can get it and what it's about.
5: <laughs> so you can get this off of Amazon.com. Still, so, Richard, I am... Still blown away that this actually exists because for any of one who heard my heard my conversion story and knows that. my background is that I'm so ADHD and dyslexic, uh, I I so I literally can barely read my my retention level. I can read words, but it's like pouring water through a strainer; none of it sticks. It's just wet at the end of the day. So, um, I was at a mission and uh, Tan Books approached me, and uh, they you know it was. Uh, it was, uh, it was, well, I'll omit his name for the, for the sake of uh, just, just whatever. But, uh, uh, but he said, he goes, listen, I came to the first night of your mission. I was impressed. He goes, but what impressed me was my son and daughter, 19 and 21, I think were the ages. They came to the mission all the nights of the mission. Wow. And at 11 o'clock one night, I, you know, I texted him. I'm like, hey, where are you guys? You know, you know <laughs> it's late. And they're like, oh, we're in line for confession.
2: Wow. Wow.
5: (laughs) Yeah. So he said, he said, he said, between what I heard and and what they did, I, we've got to get this in print. So, so be Catholic is the mission series that I preach on the road, kind of an abbreviated version of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's short. It it will probably take maybe four hours to read. If you, if you, if you're a slow reader, I mean, it's not that long of a book Mm -hmm. and it's, it's the principles of, of, Kind of my conversion, but the principles of faith. So basic concept of what did Jesus do? Did he give us a church or a spirituality? Right? Did he give us a Bible, or did he literally give us something that has more structure, a hierarchy? And and I just don't say. And here's my argument for it. What we do is we go back to the Jewish roots of our faith. Uh, that was one of the key points of my conversion or my reversion back to the faith because. Um, I was agnostic for most of my life, and maybe we can talk about that in a minute yeah. but uh but it was the it was this journey of seeing Christianity through the lens of a Jew because Jesus was in fact Jewish, mm-hmm. he was doing Jewish things, participating in Jewish celebrations, and so if you have a concept of of what the Jewish version of the Messiah is more than the History Channel says <laughs> it, it, it opens things up and yeah. you can kind of say. Oh, if you start today looking backwards, well, you get all these different denominations. Mm-hmm. But if you start with the Jews coming to the Messiah, you're going to project forward in a very narrow um, trajectory. So, yeah. so that's what I try and do is is open that up. Uh, there is a chapter on um, what, you know covenant theology. Um, other stuff. There's all sorts of wonderful stuff.
2: Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm having images of you, Father, where you do give a great talk in person and you, you talk about your conversion. So, we're talking to somebody who's a convert and now he wears a cassock. Wow. That's Pretty yeah. crazy. That's hilarious. Jesus laughs at the at the plans we have, right? And he says, "Oh, you think you're going to be this way in life? Well, let me let me surprise you a little bit." Tell us a little bit about about your conversion story, because there may be people who think, "Oh, well, this guy's probably been Catholic all his life. He was probably raised in a no. good Catholic family. <laughs> he probably wanted to wear a cassock when he was a little boy." He always had the halo the, on him. The mass, yeah. and he he levitates. To his car. Tell us, a little, tell us a little bit about your background, so that people have a concept of who they're going to be hearing on Thursday night.
5: Yeah, well, so I was literally on a date when I realized I was supposed to be a priest. So
2: that's awesome. I,
5: hashtag worst date ever. Um, actually, ultimately ended up being the best date ever. Yeah. But nonetheless. No, so, you know, as as the, as the dust jacket on the book says, you know, I was raised in a, a typical 1980s Catholic family, mm-hmm. and in the 80s, you know, we went through the motions, we went to church, there was the second and third collection, and, you know, um, <laughs> it, it was just nonsense. In the church, it was banners and butterflies and Jesus loves you, and yep. no substance. <laughs> so we went to church every day, Catholic church, so I was sacramentalized, but literally knew nothing about our faith. Mm-hmm. And we went to church as kids, went through the motions, and uh, my senior year of high school, my parents' marriage, unfortunately, ended in divorce. Mm-hmm. And I saw the whole, uh, was so self-absorbed and, and arrogant and prideful and just wanted what I wanted and played mom against dad and gave up faith and religion altogether. Wow. And so throughout uh, my af- you know last years of high school, and I, I was already an agnostic to begin with. I just went to church because I was drugged to church. Mm. Um, but when, when I get off the college, I think making money would make me happy. And so, uh, start pursuing business. My senior year of college, I was recruited out of school to go to work for a technology company in their advanced research and development group. Mm. And we were working on MP3 players in eBooks in 98. So oh, wow. this is, you know, we literally had, we did not invent it, but we were developing products for our company. Um, so we had the first of all of that technology and we were working on this, uh, sometime in that process, my boss, uh, says to me, Hey, I have this new idea for a software company, something totally different than what we were doing in our existing company. And so he said, I can't pay you, but I can offer you ownership in exchange for your work. Wow. So myself, my boss, Mike, and, uh, four other guys, four or five other guys, a couple came and went, uh, but we started working on this. Other software company working for free nights and weekends, and so we would work nine to six, and then from about I don't know seven or eight to one or two in the morning, and we would do that four or five nights a week. Wow. And uh, after about eight months or so, a venture capital firm liked our idea so much they invested four and a half million dollars into the project. <laughs> wow.
2: wow! I'm thinking about yeah. you and thinking that wow. So you have uh, you're just sparking my um, my inquisitive side. With every single thing you say. So you're talking about technology. So you've got a background mm-hmm. in technology. And that's like a big topic in the world yep. right now, because we're talking about technocracy and we're talking about how the oligarchs yep. are trying to take over the world yes. and all the technology is being. And so you hear, um, I mean, right now we are using technology for good. And right now we are spreading uh, the gospel uh. and using it to <laughs> praise the we Lord. We as a GRN, Yeah.
1: Right <laughs>
2: oh, yes. I mean specifically the Guadalupe <laughs> Network. Thing. Absolutely. Yes, oh, yes us. Yes, we're <laughs> using
5: technology for good. Yeah, about there's the a
2: lot, of the yeah, there's a lot of really bad uses for technology, and we already yeah. know that. So maybe you can help us uh, weed out the bad stuff and encourage us by telling us, being that you have a background in technology, what do you see as the good that's happening through technology in spreading the gospel? And how maybe how particularly do the Fathers of Mercy do that?
5: Well, I, I encourage you talk about the oligarchs, you talk about the, the manipulation. I encourage everyone to go to the Fathers of Mercy YouTube channel okay. and check out Father David's homily from this Sunday uh, called We Are the Church of Martyrs. Because he, he, na- he goes right after the oligarchs, he goes right after Gates, um, oh, he he does not pull punches in this homily. This is yet another uh, haymaker homily that Father Wilton <laughs> has preached. So, um, Very good. So, yeah, so the answer your question, you know, it's, it gives us a platform, you know, that, to have a voice. Mm-hmm. So the positive side of this is that there's, there's, n- there's no reason for anyone not to know their faith. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for anyone not to know the Bible there's no, there we have zero when we stand before god we're not going to say we couldn't know or didn't know yeah right it's all at our fingertips and so again we now we have to be discerning we have to be well formed mm-hmm. uh because just as we are proclaiming the fullness of the truth according to the catechism of the catholic church in line with the magisterium not one pope but from Peter to Francis, all things that coalesce. And if there's something that, that a pope might have said that does not coalesce, mm-hmm. we show where that doesn't coalesce with the, with the rest of the faith. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we, we, again, recognize the fullness of the faith as Catholics, and, and that's what we're called to embrace. Not our opinions, but the life of the saints, the Church Fathers, the fullness of the magisterium. Um, in recognizing God's goodness being expressed through that. So that's the good. Of course, the bad is the censorship that's taking place. That's right. Um, and not only, not only from outside of the church, but even from within. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
5: You know, you know, we've seen this time after time. A priest preaches a fiery homily on abortion or, or, or same sex, uh, activity or cohabitation or, uh, divorce and remarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, you can be sure you're going to get a call from the chancellery. That's right. And again, depends on the diocese. I take that back. That was not fair. That was not fair. It depends on the diocese. Right. There are certain dioceses and bishops mm-hmm. that are fully supportive, fully on board, but, but there, are, there, are, uh, there are some... And I don't know what percentage it is, but there are some that that fall short.
1: Yeah, Gotcha. You know, uh, Father, we're going to be having a a new baby Catholic giving a brief endorsement about how Guadalupe Radio Network has played a powerful role in her coming into the church this past Easter. I'm sure you hear about this all the time, souls being drawn to the fullness of truth despite the crazy stuff going on right now. How is it that the truth is so attractive in good and bad times?
5: Uh, Listen, I think that's the beautiful thing about the times we're in right now is that they're absolutely polarizing.
2: No kidding. You
5: know, the world world has made promises. Technology has made promises. And it was neat to be in technology originally Mm -hmm. and to sit in the boardrooms with executives and, like, brilliant, brilliant people who, 20 years ago, we said, this is really what we want to see technology be able to do. And this is what it's going to be able to do. And this is how it's going to help. And so I was part of those think tank meetings, and now to see it have achieved everything we said we wanted to do, but yet how unfulfilling it is, mm-hmm. and how it only leads to depression again, the excessive use of these things, and how technology in itself never answers the heart's desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so yeah. when we look at this, you see people converting. It's because they're they're in search of substance, authenticity, mm-hmm. and real encounter. And you, only, you that the fullness of that is with and through Jesus Christ.
2: Absolutely. I would totally agree with you, Father, that in times like this, when um, it seems like almost every topic is polarizing, and I love it because there's no more room for the lukewarm Catholic. You have to pick a side. You have to be on one side of the Mm -hmm. fence or the other. And I think it's very interesting... How that is playing out in, in everyday life, in uh, neighborhood conversations, uh, at the voting polls, um, on the radio, uh, everywhere you go, people are, are hopefully being forced to make decisions and um, and decide whether they are going to live their Catholic faith or they're going to pretend that it's not important. And so you're really speaking to my, my um, feeling that it's the how is it the the metal it's just it's really coming to a head and we've got to decide and we've got to choose now so you're you're doing all kinds of talks as you always do and the fathers of mercy are fantastic for preaching that's what you're known for are you running into people who are really um you know fighting because i know there's a lot of uh i mean when you meet a catholic you have to really talk to them for a while before you can discern whether or not they really know their faith are they struggling towards their faith are they blissfully ignorant um what is the scenario there so what are you seeing on the, you're the hands and feet of jesus on the street what are you seeing in the community right now as a whole for the catholics that you're interacting with do you see there's a change do you see it's still staying the same what do you see
5: you know, it, it is, like you said, it is, it is very polarized at this point. Um, my experience has been, um, it, it's, it's a mixed bag, and I'm, it's really on both ends of the spectrum. So mm-hmm. I just spent some time at a, at a church called uh, the Holy Apostles in Colorado Springs, and then this past weekend I was at uh, Holy Family in Columbus, Ohio. Now, these two parishes are on absolute fire. The, wow. the demographic in that, that, I mean, you have you have all races, you have all ages, you have homeschool families, you have public school families, you have families with, with two and three kids, family with seven and ten kids, right? <laughs> uh, and, and you have this, this incredible uh, cross-section of what and who the Church is supposed to be, and the faith is alive. Both of these parishes have perpetual Eucharistic adoration. Oh, uh, right. I take that back. Holy Family does not, but they do have adoration regularly um uh, the you know vibrant devotions uh, as part of their their life and so in these parishes yeah i'm like wow there's hope and then i go down to the road to some of these other parishes and you know the average age in the in the parish is deceased
4: Right. um it, it, yes. wow
5: <laughs> I mean literally the, 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 there yes. <laughs> there are no children i mean, literally I've been yeah. to parishes where there was there was only one family that had children wow in the in the entire community that I saw at the sunday masses that's crazy um it, it's insane, so again you 're dealing with you're dealing with years and years of bad catechesis
4: mm-hmm.
5: I mean my generic opinion is for the last fifty years the Catholic Church has fundamentally failed in leading people into that encounter and personal relationship with jesus christ
2: right absolutely and again
5: it's not it's not a criticism it's an observation it's not mm-hmm. a judgment it's an observation based on what we see um, you know any I could go on on about <laughs> that but well, that's why I love what we let, do. Let, here me, give a, let me give a closing thought on that, oh, and, and do. <laughs> just and why I think we we are in that case. Um, the first rule of homiletics that that someone told me is that the first rule of homiletics is that no one cares what you say unless they know you care.
2: Mm. <laughs> Richard says that and, all and the time. <laughs>
5: Richard, yeah, says... Well, so, uh, so when you look yeah. at the, so you look at a newly ordained priest or a seminarian, and they're going to say we're going to get out there and we're going to give it to them. We're going to tell them what they need <laughs> to know. But but if they do that they they miss out because no one knows that they care. Right. And so there's so you they, they get out there and they dump information and tell people what they need to know without putting it in the context of love and charity. Sure. But for the previous fifty years, specifically in the eighties and nineties, the church spent all the time telling you how special you were and how much they cared. <laughs> but they didn't tell us what we needed to know.
2: Right.
5: So so you we have, again this is why i love guadalupe radio is that we have this opportunity to communicate that yes we care and we're here for you our presence on the radio is is being available to you and praying for you but then mm-hmm. here's what you need to know and how to live it right and how to get to heaven so these are things that we're driving in.
1: Hey, man, right. I couldn't agree with you more. I usually say people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care.
2: That's right. Richard and, Rennick can be heard saying that all over San Antonio.
1: <laughs> because, <laughs> because, again, you know, otherwise you just sound like you're just uh, <laughs> uh, beating somebody over the head. And when you take the time to get to yeah. know somebody, they, you can go deeper. You can, they'll listen to you more. You can discuss rather than argue and debate. And, 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 and growth happens. and Love is felt. Yeah. And, and they understand yeah, that you want to help get them to heaven. So yeah, I'd yeah. Totally... Well,
5: I, and I can hear I can hear a handful of your listeners right now rolling their <laughs> eyes, and, and I'm telling you, this is not an excuse not to proclaim the gospel. Right? It's Absolutely. not an excuse not to give the hard sayings and to say what needs to be said. Right. But if if relationships can be established and developed, and again, that can happen quickly. Mm-hmm. But but again, it's not about watering down the faith or holding it back. But it's doing it in charity, which is when uh, intellectual pride gets out in front of you, uh, that's that's when these things fall apart. And that's one of the big problems on the conservative side of the church is intellectual pride. We know and we're going to tell you.
2: Right. So you're probably seeing, I'm looking at the beautiful picture of the Fathers of Mercy and all of y'all in your Mm -hmm. glorious cassocks in front of the beautiful, (laughs) beautiful altar. And I'm just thinking, okay, the church is on fire. Look at these. Wonderful men just ready to barge out into the world and just set the world on fire. And I'm wondering, you know, uh, are is there a sense of urgency with uh, within your community? But also, like, you're probably meeting priests when you travel. You're obviously meeting the priest that's uh, at the parish that you're um, attending. Uh, are you meeting priests and really, like, having those serious discussions with them about how the rubber is hitting the road and we've really got to get down to the nitty gritty. I I really want to know, do you, are you seeing it within your priesthood that there's been a fire that's being lit?
5: Um, boy, to be honest, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no.
2: Really? Wow.
5: And it's not that a fire is being lit, that the fire has already been burning in us. Okay. The, the, it's there's not where this is not like okay we got to go. Ever since I joined the Fathers mm-hmm. of Mercy, and before that, I've joined the community. Mm-hmm. That that part of our part of what we look for in a man is zeal for souls. Yes. And the priests that invite us to come to their parishes and do missions and retreats have this mm-hmm. zeal for souls. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that hey guys let's get the we got to get to work. Mm-hmm. It's that no we have to stay at work. Okay. And so. And so what what we're doing is that we're not running any faster than we've been in the past. Mm -hmm. We we have, again, we recognize that 80% of our success as Fathers of Mercy comes from our prayer life. So historically, we made our morning holy hour 6.30 to 7.30, and then our afternoon holy hour 4.30 to 5.30, right? And now with COVID hitting, with us seeing these things getting more intense in the world and the bottom starting to fall out... We took adoration from 4.30 to 5.30. We now expose the Blessed Sacrament at noon. And so we, we've given extended hours of adoration. So, so again, it's not that the fire is not, you know, we're not getting excited and rushing out there. It's that It's that we're maintaining what we've always held, is that we have yeah. to work and sacrifice for souls. Again, if Our Lady of Fatima did not light a fire under us... Nothing will.
2: No kidding. <laughs> no yeah, kidding. No we, no that's kidding. been. A, she has been a topic of discussion in our family life and in in our life as husband and wife here, uh, Richard and I. And we're always talking about it. Um, I think it's so important. We've we've actually come across a few instances where people have have shared with us their feelings about whether or not they think it's necessary. Uh, to To have devotion to her, or maybe pray the rosary, or just to be you know yeah. um and i I marvel at that because I feel like yeah. if the crazy going around us isn 't enough to shake you awake and make you recognize, but I also appreciate that that we are we are so broken as as just a soul i mean we 're riddled with um, the tendency towards sin, and I could see where unless it 's presented to you in just the perfect moment and the in the perfect way. And for me, Father, I have to admit, I'm the kind of person who likes to be hit with a two-by-four because I'm really yeah, hard-headed, <laughs> and I have to have it whacked upside my head. But Richard Reyna is the one who always says, hey, man, with charity and love and charity and love, and I'm like, I am done with charity and love. I want, with I truth, want to smack some and people around. <laughs> so it's really funny to hear that you know, She's there's a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. I think she's trying to <laughs> Actually, say Actually, I think I'm the one who's rock and roll. I think you're country, dude. I totally feel it. <laughs> is that a compliment? So what I'm saying is that it's very interesting to hear it from your perspective. Because you're literally going around the country, yeah. and you've seen it in your past as a, as the priest, you've seen it until now, and I, I'm just fascinated by the fact that although uh, when we're working in Guadalupe Radio Network and we're trying really hard to spread that that zeal, that fire, just get off your tuckuses and and get to work. Uh, I feel like it's very interesting that you would say that there's a lot of people who really still need that, and I, I wonder. Wow, yeah. you just think how much more yeah. is our Lord going to have to do to us to yeah. figure it out? Because I've heard people talk about how you know this is. We have some priest friends who talk about how this is this is the beginning of the the persecution, and we're really feeling it. And, and I, in a lot of ways, yeah. I absolutely agree. I think he's he's oh, been very light with us actually i it we've needed this for a really long time and for you to say you know i i'm not really seeing it that is is just incredible i mean people are freaked out and yet they're not freaked out enough to run to jesus yeah. what do you think about that yeah
5: it's again it's exactly that point is that if people are so intoxicated with this world mm-hmm. um and i've seen this i've seen this in okay if we just get the vaccine then everything can return to normal yeah okay yeah. that's what that was the mantra three months ago right well mm-hmm. okay so people are taking this experimental drug that we have no idea what it will do that's right and and we're supposed to now be back to normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even if you've been vaccinated, you still have to mask and distance. I mean, right. I, I'm, I'm totally confused by this. <laughs> right? Again, more promises have been made right. about solutions that always fall short. Mm-hmm. And if we're not looking at Jesus Christ as the answer uh, in, in prayer, I mean, you know, people are just intoxicated. They want to go back to, quote, unquote, whatever was normal was. Yeah. And they don't recognize the radicals that have taken over the government, the radicals yeah. that, that are influencing um, decisions being made. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, liberation theology is alive and well in the Church. Mm-hmm. Marxism is alive and well in the Church, and this goes back 50 years. Yeah. Um, just Google search Bella Dodd, the story of oh, Fulton Sheen she and Bella Dodd, That's
2: right. who
5: tells the story of how she was instrumental in placing a Thousands mm-hmm. of communists within the hierarchy of the church. Exactly. So, so we again. What do we do? We pray and fast. Yes. Prayer and fasting were the keys that 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 led to conversions of souls for the last two thousand years. It will be the key today. And then we speak when given the opportunity. Absolutely. Again, if we think our, our po- blo- blogs or podcasts or speaking will be effective without prayer and fasting. Mm. Good luck to you. Yeah. Good Def- luck to you.
1: Definitely. Uh, you're going to be the keynote for our upcoming Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner this coming Thursday, April 29th. And, of course, I, myself, but our, our attendees are excited to hear your address. Can you give us a little teaser about what you're going to be sharing with <laughs> Just a teaser, not too much. <laughs>
2: yeah, don't let the cat out of the
1: back, Yeah. <laughs> so,
5: so, so the title of the talk is going to be uh, Problem <laughs> Solution We Are. You know, it, we are the solution or we are the problem. Mm-hmm and again things now are so polarized where are we going to be right and so we're going to talk about we're i'm not going to hold any punches we're <laughs> we're going to lay out what we're dealing with now right yeah. and and the need that we have for authentic catholic identity right authentic Catholic teaching, mm-hmm. authentic devotion, right? So these are some of the topics we're going to touch on. But uh, again, it's not going to be a beat down on the church. Uh, I'm, I, I do not, I'll, do not tolerate that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone wants to talk bad about the church, you go right ahead and, and you just rack up your purgatory days. <laughs> um.
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, so Father, yeah. it's very interesting to hear you speak about how you're going to. You, I. Sounds like you're gonna smack people with love, so (laughs) that'll be a really good thing. But I think a lot of people are hungering for that, Father. I think um, when, especially when our our churches have here in San Antonio have just been open to 100% recently, so um, we are really excited to get uh, people around us in the pews, and we're really looking forward to the what we hope is a wave of people returning. And yet, to be honest with you, it's slow coming and we feel like, you know, people should have been banging down the doors to get back to Jesus. And I know that there are a lot of people who have a lot of concerns and there's a, a myriad of decisions that they make. But um at the end of the day, when you're thinking about, okay, am I going to, is my eternal soul going to be in one place or the other? I think a a lot of people have sort of um, softened the blow. I I know I've had conversations with friends and we're saying, oh, my goodness, I really didn't feel like I did much this Lent. And then we'll say, oh, but we're suffering so much. And then in the same breath, we'll say, oh, my goodness, we have no idea what suffering really means i mean even in the worst of the worst going through this um pandemic and everything we i mean we've had a lot of luxuries i mean i'm sure you know san antonio went through the snowstorm and stuff i mean we can we can wallow wallow in the inconveniences that we are experiencing um and this is just a gentle little reminder from our lord that it could be much worse and still we are not rattled we're not rattled by it and I find it fascinating that um, we're going to have to take a little bit more, I don't know, maybe a stronger a stronger dose of the pill that we're, we're being presented, don't you think, Father?
5: <laughs> yeah, when when you look at our Lord's words, you know, you go to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque in 1674 when he appears to St. Margaret Mary and, and gives the Sacred Heart Revelation. Mm-hmm. You go to St. Faustina and you look at the words that he's given. You know, Jesus to, to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque basically says, I'm sick of being treated this way. Yeah. I have had enough. I have nearly exhausted myself. Yeah. All right. I, I remember when my mother said that to us. It, it goes something like this. When we were kids, my mother looked at us and with this, with, from the depths of her gut, she said, I have had enough. <laughs> yes. yes. And my brothers and I knew Oops. that if we <laughs> did not, Change our behavior. The next words will be, the beatings will now begin. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and I think uh, our Lord is being much more gentle with us now. You you struck something that made me think of another question. Here you are, a father of mercy, and this has been a topic yeah. of discussion in my circle too. So. My feeling, Father, me, me, the two by four girl, my <laughs> justice, feeling has been that we mercy. talk about mercy all the time now I'm speaking to the choir here because I know you're a Father of Mercy, and I say this all the time. I think we concentrate on mercy, and nobody's paying attention to the justice of God, the just how he's a judge, and at the end of the day, yep. at the last moment when he's given us every opportunity, every grace, <laughs> every chance. There's going to be a moment when it's done, and he's he's going to say, okay, I've had enough. And then we're going to be standing before him, and we're going to experience his justice. And he will decide yeah. whether we have chosen heaven or hell. And I think yep. for a lot of people, especially those who still do not believe that Judas was the betrayer, that the devil is real, that hell exists, I mean, it's 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 such a broken record, Father. And I think sometimes people... Need to, whether they actually appreciate it or not, they need to hear, um, this is real. We need to, you, you need to choose a side. Yeah. What do you say, well, Father? Well,
5: and this again, this is why preaching on the hard teachings of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is an act of mercy, right? right. Uh, you, you know, you look at the, the spiritual works of mercy, admonishing the sinner, right? Mm-hmm. Informing the ignorant. Right. Mm. You know, when, when we talk about that at the end of the day, hell is a reality. Right. You know, I, I steal this line from one of my priests, and I say it often. It's that nice people, nice people go to hell. <laughs> right. re, re, repentant people, right. the repentant go to heaven. Right. Right. Exactly. And again, you know, how do we get there? First, we have to acknowledge and recognize their sin. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so 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 again, if if we want to have the church of nice, you know, that's. That's a highway to hell, no no pun intended. But but if we want to go to heaven, we have to preach the first words of Jesus Christ in the gospel. Repent and believe. believe. And believe is a verb. Believe is not an act of knowledge. A believe is a transformation of your life.
1: Amen. Amen. That's, Loving that's it. Okay, right. folks, again, you got a taste of Father Ken Geraci. He's going to be our keynote speaker at our upcoming Fishers Event Benefit Dinner this coming Thursday. Uh, tickets will be closed or, or, or done, uh, sales, this coming, uh, actually, in a few hours. Go to grnonline.com. We would love to see you there. We're excited about Father Ken Geraci coming. Uh, he's just, I, I love everything he says. I need to get yeah, all his no talks. No kidding. I uh, think you
2: might need to move in with us, Father Ken. Yeah, you don't mind, so just, right? Yeah.
5: yeah.
2: On, <laughs> hey, listen, when the
5: persecution comes, I might need to. <laughs> we're <laughs>
2: digging the tunnel right now from your from your kentucky? Uh, father's yeah, kentucky right. right that's not <laughs> yeah. a long way to dig with a that's spoon right
5: <laughs> <laughs> no we're good we're uh, good we'll start uh, now we'll, we'll we'll make it by christmas
1: amen amen but before we get going uh father it's funny i want to call him your excellency i do that to a lot oh of priests, my goodness. But you're not a bishop, you're not a bishop. okay not right. he's what very optimistic father
2: ken he's a very optimistic <laughs> person <laughs> uh
1: would you please impart a blessing upon us and our listeners
2: the Lord be with
5: you. And with, and with your, your spirit. spirit. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you and yours forever.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Father, know that you are in our prayers as you drive down to the wonderful San Antonio area, and we ask you, of course, to keep us in God bless you,
2: Father Ken will be praying for you, and we're really looking forward to seeing you.
1: Amen. God bless.
5: Look forward to seeing everybody out there. All right. All right. Thank you, folks. We're going to be
1: taking a quick break here. And when we get back, we'll wrap up today's show. So God bless you. We'll be right back.
0: Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network.
3: This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. The deepest desire for many of us as parents is to pass on the faith to our children. And to do that, parents need to be very intentional. First, we need to look at ourselves and live our faith authentically because more is caught than taught. Most kids, especially teens, sense hypocrisy quickly. So we need to live a life of humility by asking for forgiveness, acting with charity, and loving generously. Next, create a unified Catholic culture in your family. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. So we cannot be afraid to be countercultural. And last, don't protect children from every failure, because suffering brings maturity. We need to remember that Christ promised us the cross, but he also promised to be with us every step of the way. When we teach this to our children, we are guiding them into mature faith in Christ, who will satisfy all the longing of their hearts. For more information and resources, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. This is the Pope Paul VI Institute Minute with Dr. Tom Hilgers.
0: During my OBGYN residency at the Mayo Clinic, I was committed to the pro-life movement and was very involved in it as an author and activist. When I graduated, I made the decision not to prescribe the birth control pill in my medical practice, yet I needed to give my patients a reliable means of family planning. I began to see natural methods of fertility regulation as an extension of the pro-life movement. So in 1976, with a small team of researchers at St. Louis University School of Medicine, I began an independent investigation of the cervical mucus observation and its correlation to fertility. From this, we were able to standardize the mucus observation and thus develop the Creighton model fertility care system. Until next time, I'm Dr. Tom Hilders. For a complimentary gift and more information on the Pope Paul VI Institute, log on to ww.popepesixt. That's Roman Numeral 6.com. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. (laughs) And folks,
3: we are
1: back with the last few minutes of... Rise and walk and Julie's last few minutes of being. I know you a see co-
2: you <laughs> seem more excited about the fact. No, that no, no, it's no, no the I'm not excited to meet them. No, I mean, occasion. I mean more celebratory. I no, feel no, no, like no, no, it's no, no. not the end; it's just the beginning. Because uh, you'll be back. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm connected to you, so therefore I'm connected to the GRN. So somehow, some way, it'll it'll happen again. But I've really, really enjoyed being on the show with you. One, because you're my husband, and That's I right. love you. <laughs> and two, because this is a fantastic show, and you've been laboring in the vineyard for almost fourteen. Years now. In August it'll be fourteen years. Thirteen
1: and three quarters now. And I've seen
2: you grow and I've seen you do amazing things. Bernardo says hello. Hi, Bernardo. (laughs) Um, and I just feel like it's it's been a pleasure to be beside you on the radio and I've enjoyed it very much. And as you can tell, I feel, you know, very confident that you will be fabulously attended to with your wonderful new assistant, Sean Rice, and he's gonna be awesome. So I have no uh, reticence or uh, worry about handing the baton. In fact, I was joking with Sean that we got to practice how to pass that baton and we'll, was do right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it today. Sounds like reticence
1: right now.
2: We'll do we'll do it after the show. But I'm very excited and very happy to have oh. been given the opportunity. So yeah, it
1: was fun. It was awesome. Love I it.
2: I can remember back in the day when you began and you would tell me all the people that you got to interview, and you would act like it was no big deal. And I'm like, oh my goodness, do you realize who you interviewed? I mean, <laughs> half of the time I knew who you were talking about I'm before you text. even mentioned. I know, I know. I no.
1: But, yeah, we got Bobby love. saying we love you, we love fantastic. her, we're gonna miss her. I mean, people are just texting me because uh, they're listening online, of course. And got because Lois. it's
2: super fun, yeah. yeah.
1: Julie says, you know, she says thank you for your love and Aww. laughter and insight, and you will be missed. I, I, how Come I don't get this. Oh, man, Jamie <laughs> is laughing around. You're, you're like
2: you know? the the rock; you'll always be there. But I'm is? like I'm I'm the, the wind rock. blowing through, you gotcha. know, just okay. like the, the breeze. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really happy to have had the opportunity, and i have just, it's been a blessing and I mean you get to take me everywhere and I get to meet all the people you meet so I feel like it's not a goodbye just a temporary gotcha.
1: okay gotcha yeah. so, well i got less than a minute left uh, or ish a minute and a half um, can you think of your favorite show
2: <gasps> well we've I would so be remiss guests. if I didn't think about Rising Walk as my favorite show no 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 no, <laughs> favorite episode oh favorite episode <laughs> oh my goodness that would be very we've difficult we've had a lot of people because Everett, you have a Father lot of Ken. people on your show who are fantastic people and um it's just a joy to interview them oh my goodness um well all our favorites i mean you have people on who make a difference who are passionate about their catholic faith and who really enjoy working for god and that's what drove you to join the guadalupe radio network almost 14 years ago so i don't know it's there's Pick so somebody. many awesome no. people oh my Nobody. goodness jesse romero and Patrick Coffin, and then all the local people. I mean, the Bettises that we just interviewed, Susan, the other day. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some really good people. The people from Atonement, uh, just amazing interviews. I feel very blessed to know these people and then get to interview them on the air. So, I mean, there's a lot of hardworking people. Don't lose hope, listeners. There are a lot of gloriously well-equipped, striving people who are in the vineyard, and we're working hard. Amen. This isn't the end.
1: Well, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. And uh, oh, we got some claps going on. So God bless you. And until next week, may all of us continue. Rise and walk, baby. All right. Take care. God bless you all. We'll catch you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk.
3: Our 2021 Fishers of Men benefit dinner is scheduled for Thursday, April 29th at the Banquet Hall at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Our keynote speaker this year is the wonderful Father Ken Geracey of the Fathers of Mercy. This year's award recipient is Father Will Combs of the Brothers of the Beloved Disciple. Toss in 240 of all of you, and this will be a recipe for an exciting event. To register or for more information, visit grnonline.com. Thank you, and God bless you.
0: Hi, I'm Luciano Ciorciati, parishioner of St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church, founder and CEO of Food Related. We are proud sponsors of KJMA 89.7 FM, ready for your soul. At Food Related, our customers are family, and the safety of our family is our top priority. So when we deliver your groceries, we do so with the highest sanitation standards, including sanitizing every bag and box you receive before we drop it off. For more information, you can visit our website at foodrelated.com. Thank you, and God bless you.
3: Hi, this is Dave Palmer, host of Back to the Father, the only program on Catholic Radio focused exclusively on the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas and the Summa Theologia. Our lives make sense once we realize that we come from God and we are journeying back to Him. This is what the Summa Theologia is about, and it's also what our radio program is about. A lively, fun, and informative discussion about life as an exciting journey back to the Father. Fridays at 4 p.m. Central here on the Guadalupe Radio Network.
0: A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is KJMA 89.7 FM. Floresville, San Antonio. Also streaming the truth to the world at grnonline.com. It's food for the immortal soul. All day and all night.